So um, I do think that it's really important that you do have a topic you're passionate about. Because if the goal, I think, is to, oh, I just want to have a podcast and be popular and get lots of followers and lots of downloads, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily going to be successful if you don't have passion for the topic. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to doing marketing differently. And so we are always like to have like interesting topics that we can talk about, like podcasting, live streaming, um, social media, that type of thing. And so I'm very excited to have an awesome guest on with us today, Nicole Hamilton. How are you, Nicole? I am great. How are you guys doing? How's doing the weather there? So good. Oh, it's <laughs> cold and then hot in the afternoons yeah. and freezing and sleet. And then it's, you know, t-shirt weather. So yep. all, all over the place. Yeah. So Sounds and I like have Arkansas. To, yeah, it does. It does. And you were going to be coming back here soon. Yes. Very excited about that. Yeah. Where are you at right now? Um, we are in Lakeland, Florida, which is the centralist of central Florida. We're right in between Tampa and Orlando. We're about 45 minutes um, either way. Oh, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. to the beach or to all the other attractions. Yeah, we, we live in um, like a mid-sized city. If it was in Arkansas, it would be a big city. Um, <laughs> but we don't have to deal with any of the big city stuff. But with we're within 45 minutes of concerts and sports and beaches and Ugh. theme parks. I mean, it, it really is a, a great part of the country to live in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, we're going to dive into uh, some really cool stuff with you today, and I'm very excited to uh, to share that. So some of the solo show type preparation, Mm -hmm. which you do an amazing podcast, and we're going to jump into some of that in just a second. I never introduced you, Lauren. Lauren's just hanging out over here. (laughs) Nicole and I, we're just just riffing. We're old college friends, and so, you know, we don't get to see each other very often. So this was, I'm so so excited that you're on the uh, the show today. So, uh, but before we get into all the fun stuff. Yes. There she is. There's Lauren. Uh, <laughs> start us off, Lauren. What do we, we like to have some fun, right? Yes. We like to start each of our show with what are you obsessed with this week? So, Nicole, what are you obsessed with this week? Um, house shopping. Oh, oh yeah. Um, my husband and I have both been like on Zillow, on Realtor, in the middle of the night, several nights <laughs> the past month. Um, we've just been combing through stuff. Um, we don't necessarily have to have a house purchased before we move, but we love to house shop anyway. So we've just been like head over heels in the housing market. And my parents actually um, tomorrow are going to look at houses for us. Oh, Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that is yeah. Uh, that's awesome, and that's definitely. I mean, that's stressful because obviously, if you're not in the place that you're going, to, I mean, you obviously know Northwest Arkansas in general, but yeah, um, if you're not here to actually look at the houses, that's can be a little stressful. So yeah, yeah, a little bit. And too. we're we're like a little picky. Um, we don't want to live in like a brick house with a triangle roof in a suburb. Um, we like older houses. <laughs> we like. <laughs> I know. I, I always, every time I say that, I'm like, Nicole, that's where most people live. Like you need to chill. <laughs> um, but we like older houses. We like a little bit of quirk, a little bit of weirdness, a little bit of character. So um, it's like, oh, there's lots of stuff like in our price range, but we have to find just the house with like just the right amount of weird 
And that's yeah. where we want to live. <laughs> well, and not a ton of renovations and problems and the old, right. old, older houses. I love them as well. If it was my choice, that would probably be something similar to what we would do. Uh, but we are in a brick house in the suburbs, mm-hmm. essentially. But we have like a walkout basement. That was kind of the re- one of the reasons why we bought the house. Is like yeah. we didn't really care too much about the outside. It was just like walkout basement, plenty of room for the kids. Yeah, yes, that, that gotta happens. have room for the kids to be comfy. Oh yeah, the playroom <laughs> yeah. gotta have it. So, all right, Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? So I was like really trying to like scramble on what. <laughs> What <laughs> you want me to go? Do you have yours yet? I mean, I do. It's not super exciting. Uh, <laughs> but I did today receive a full bag from your wife mm. of wax, which you wouldn't think it's exciting. It's the scented wax. Uh, so like it's the brand is Scentsy and everything. But I've really enjoyed having warmers in my house, which your wife yeah. loves the warmers. She loves the warmers. <laughs> Good stuff. And so I was excited to get six different new scents for the spring and they're all like really fresh which gets me in the mood to clean nice so i'm kind of excited to like get into that mode because yeah. i'm tired of winter i'm done i'm ready to be <laughs> i'm ready to move on let's move on let's move on <laughs> so that's mine it's not very exciting well i it is nice i will say to walk in the house and like everything just smells good all the time yeah like, especially had, with kids oh yeah oh yeah um she had something on last night it was like cookie something so it smelled like she was make, baking something and so then it like made me hungry oh i was like oh, oh no gonna have, like cookies or sweets or something i'm like it's so late this just smells so good in here so anyway that's why i do bad. not do food smells yeah that's smart yeah. That's smart. Um, okay, so my obsession this week, and actually, Nicole, you'll probably appreciate this. Um, un- I think it's Uncover is a podcast, but it's about the Satanic Panic um, back in the mid nineties, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's about Martinsville, Saskatchewan, uh, to where basically it was like this preschool that was being used that kids started accusing the preschool owners of satanic rituals and like all kinds of terrible things. Uh, Essentially nothing was true out of that. And there may have been like a couple charges. I'm not all the way through, but just knowing the overall story. And so anyway, it's a great podcast if you're into like kind of true crime stuff, but it's very interesting how all over, I remember this back in the Mm nineties when, everybody was just terrified of satanic cults and everybody was looking out for that stuff. And obviously like the West Memphis three, there's a lot of that, that like fear that a lot of, um, People now go back, obviously, and look at the uh, the cases that people went to jail for for things that probably weren't necessarily true or they weren't guilty for. So it's really sad. But anyway, yeah. don't mean to bring us down there. Uh, <laughs> but if you're looking for a true crime podcast, that one's out there. Uh, Thanks, but yeah, friend. yeah, hey, no problem. <laughs> There's my transition though, because uh, Nicole, you have an interesting podcast. So tell us just a little bit about you, your podcast, what got uh, you started. You have actually multiple podcasts, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we're really interested to kind of hear about you and kind of give a brief overview. And then we're going to dive into really your thought process when creating your podcast. Okay. So I have loved horror movies and scary, spooky stuff my whole life. I mean, ever since I was a little kid. And so I have, well, like Brian said, I have two podcasts. Um, One is actually about Disney World, and I co-host that one with a friend of mine. Um, But the one I'm really like passionate about that's my baby is my horror podcast, and it's called Chiaroscuro Horror. That is an Italian word. It's actually an art term, and it refers to an art technique where the artist uses uses like really really dark darks and really light lights, and they create these like high contrast compositions. Mm. So I was like, to me, that speaks to what the horror genre does. Um, You know, it takes you to some really dark places. 
and uh, shows you like the darker corners of life. And I think that that really serves to contrast, you know, the lighter things in life. And um, it's unlike any genre. Um, comedy is, is kind of similar and that it does things that, you know, other genres don't do, but it, it really does stand on its own. And, um, so I've always loved it and I've always been fascinated by it. And, um, I actually started a blog, it's been maybe five years ago now. Um, and I was just writing about, um, themes that I thought were interesting films that I thought were interesting. Um, just trying to dig into like the deeper meaning and uh, came to the realization that I enjoyed writing, but it's like really difficult for me. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. And then I thought, you know, I'm a pretty good talker though. <laughs> <laughs> I talk a lot. So I was like, what if I, you know, turn this into a podcast and talk about things instead of writing it down? And um, so that's how the podcast idea was born and I've been doing it a little over a year. November was a year and um, I'm still, I'm still loving it. You know, sometimes you start something new and then you sort of lose steam and um, it, it is hard sometimes to like be consistent and make yourself like do the work and get the episode out. Um, but I, I still love it. It's probably the most creatively fulfilling thing I'm doing right now. Wow. That is mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. We actually have, a lot of people that that come to us asking about podcasts and they always they always want like their own personal podcast too. They're always talking about like oh, I really want this and we're like we talk about them like well what what is a topic that you enjoy and obviously they have 10 different topics. It's like what's a topic that you can talk mm-hmm. about for 52 weeks or you know even a, something along the line of like a weekly thing and they're like well I have about 10 episodes in me, which is okay, right? Even if it's even if it's a monthly podcast that's totally fine. Um but it is one of those things where it's kind of like you really do have to enjoy it. You have to go through those hard times too because it's gonna. It's not always super fun because there is a lot of work into it. Um, but keeping it going and that I saw that I saw your year anniversary on there and I actually listened to that episode kind of the year in review. Um, and I thought it was fantastic because you yours is not just completely storytelling. It's not just interview. It's a lot of solo, but then there's also a lot of audio kind of engineering in, in there as well to kind of evoke emotion. And you do a, a lot with it. And so um, that was kind of one of the reasons when we wanted to have you on because uh, just fans of your podcast, um, and then obviously even the promotion side around it with your graphic design background um, as well. And you do a great job with those graphics. So it's pretty cool stuff. So um, thank you. So Lauren, do we have... Any quotes, any questions lined up? So that's actually really interesting. So I am typically the one um, that does some of our, more of our show prep and does the research. And so I was going into kind of finding information on how to prepare for a solo show. Cause um, it's really different when you have a co-host. Um, I think about all the times that I've started to blank and I can look to Brian, <laughs> he can see the panic in like, my eyes hey. and he can, he can help me out. When you have a solo show, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did some research and there was, nothing. It was like, really, there was not much out there at all on how to construct a solo show. There was a lot on how to start a podcast, Mm -hmm. um, but there really wasn't a lot of um, advice and wisdom on how to prepare yourself for a solo show and how to do that well. And so I was really excited about this interview today because I want to be some of the people that are actually putting that out there Mm -hmm. um, because we have talked to some of us, particularly our clients who do a regular interview show where they would like to do a solo show and they realize it's a, it's a whole different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so Nicole, if you could kind of go into how do you create an engaging podcast without a co-host? 
Well, first of all, I appreciate that you think it's engaging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because for me, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I want to have a podcast. What should it be about? It was the other way around for me. I was like, I have things to say. How do I get it out there? And Mm -hmm. a podcast just sort of naturally came. So um, I do think that it's really important that you do have a topic you're passionate about. Because if the goal, I think, is to, oh, I just want to have a podcast and be popular and get lots of followers and lots of downloads, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily going to be successful if you don't have passion for the topic. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was just easy. Um, however, I started uh, the Disney podcast that I have first. And that was easier because, like you said, we were sharing, sharing the load with somebody, sharing the work. And we do prep for that one. Like we figure out what we want our topics to be and we have like a rough outline, but we just sit down and talk and it goes where it goes, you know, and it's fine. It's pretty stress-free. But of course it is totally different when I do Kuroskuro. I I have a similar process in that I do have an outline. I'm probably like three to six months ahead as far as like what I want to do each month. Um, Because that's another thing. It's monthly. There's no way I could do it weekly or even (laughs) bi-weekly, I don't think. Um, And of course, it was easier at first because, you know, I've been a horror fan for 30 years and I have a lot of thoughts about things. But like as you go through, you have to find new things that you want to put out there. So um, thus far, the well has not run dry, thankfully. (laughs) Um, But for me, it's really all about planning. And so, like I said, I have sort of my three to six months out um, of sort of what I want to do. And then I slowly refine that. So I'm kind of keeping my eye out for, okay, I want to do this topic. You know, what films should be on my radar? Do I need to rewatch something? Do I need to read articles? You know, is there like supplemental media, like other podcast episodes or just things in history that are relevant to this? And like the closer I get to... Um, episode release time, I just kind of like hone in more and more details about that. And I've discovered that depending upon the topic, uh, sometimes I can just do like bullet points and then just talk it through and it's fine. Other times I've tried to do that and it's a train wreck and I'm like, (laughs) I'm all over the place. So when that happens, I have to go in and basically write the entire episode, like script out the whole thing And then when I read it back, uh, try to keep it casual so it doesn't sound like I'm reading it to you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's, that's actually some pretty good insight because even with yours, like I said, you, you add in a lot of music. So there's a lot of, Mm -hmm. there's a lot more than you just sitting down in front of the camera or in front of the microphone and just talking for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. Um, there, there are, it seems like some breaks in there because you have a lot of clips that you add it as well. So if you're talking specifically about, um, you know, a, a TV series or a, a movie or something. I know that you kind of pull some of that stuff out and even just going into it, like um, it's, it's just constructed really well and it, it seems like it's intentional. Right. And so, right. Um, and where would you say this is kind of follow up, but would, did you kind of get some of that, that thought process by listening to other podcasts or is that just kind of how your writing goes where it's like, Hey, I'm really telling a story, just even kind of your love for film and and cinema, like to be able to say, this is how I want my podcast to, to go. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of all of the above. I would say that listening to other podcasts um, definitely has been like a huge contributing factor. I do listen to a ton of horror storytelling podcasts, which has been great because um, you know you get to hear how they, like you said earlier, how they use music to sort of create the mood before you even kind of get to the content. Mm-hmm. So that definitely has been an influence. Um, but one of the first things I do when I have a topic in mind is I go find um, a music clip that I'm going to use for the intro to oh, kind of set okay. the stage for the whole thing. Um, and that's fun for me. So it's like before I ever have to really do any research or sit down and like really hammer things out, I can just go find something that's going to set the tone. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's been really great. And I also feel that because it's just me talking for 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes, I feel it's important to have a little bit of audio and the clips and just something to help break it up, especially if I don't have a really great transition from kind of one topic to the next. I'm like, let's put a little clip in there, a little, you know, some kind of audio doodad in there (laughs) and it'll feel a little more natural than just, okay, now we're switching gears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I noticed that about even with yours too, you don't, you don't necessarily, it's not one specific thing. And I kind of mentioned this where you do have, you know, kind of some interviews or thoughts with other people, like you're bringing them mm-hmm. on to kind of give their insights. Um, but then also like kind of some, some reading stuff that you're doing as well as, um, you know, you don't review just films, right? Uh, you talked, mm-hmm. I think even your year review, which I didn't listen to this episode, but the, uh, the shining miniseries, um, kind of your defense of the shining mini miniseries. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was very interesting to kind of, see the different things that you're doing. Now, I will say I was very excited on your Instagram. You posted something about Midsummer, and I was like, oh, she did a review of Midsummer. Like, I was very excited to listen to it, <laughs> and you have not done an episode on that. No. Okay, so you just got to stay tuned because Folk Horror is coming yeah. in April. Okay, okay. So oh. I'll be talking about Midsummer. <laughs> Lord Midsummer, has no idea, by the and, way. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Folk Horror is like... It's a little obscure. It's yeah. it, there was a lot of it in like the sixties and the seventies, and it's just starting to like make a big comeback. So I'm going to talk about that, and definitely going to talk about Midsummer. Yes. So, well, yeah. I'm a I'm a big A24 fan anyway, mm-hmm. and so anything they really put out, I've even if it's been kind of eh, like Hered- <laughs> Hereditary was great. Um, even I'm trying to think of. Well, I just watched Tusk. I've been wanting to watch that for a long time when it first came out. It's so weird. I love oh, Kevin a vibe. Smith. It's a vibe. It is, definitely. And I love Kevin Smith as a director and an actor. And so I was, I love Red State. And so um, Lauren and I were talking about this. She is not, she is nope. definitely, <laughs> she's not in this. So this, uh, this is me kind of nerding out with you, Nicole. A little yeah. Bit. So yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah, in our, our previous episode, I nerded out with Daniel about sci-fi, and you that were is over true. there just chilling over. Saying that is true. I do love the sci-fi. Was sci-fi. The witch? No, I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was relating it to which I knew the Witcher was not sci-fi, but I'm like, what? I'm thinking like fantasy sci-fi, and they they, they def- definitely don't blend together. But right, there was well, a moment. Horror, there was a moment. Horror, fantasy, sci-fi. You know, there's a, there's some crossover there. There's definitely some like nerdy Thank crossover. You. So Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am not a horror fan. I am the biggest chicken out there. Um, so <laughs> I um. I was telling Brian I couldn't barely make it through the trailer of it. Um, so. <laughs> Which for me, I went to see it in theaters four times, I think total. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like my husband read the book, absolutely loved the movie. I mean, they were Whoa. he was all about it. So, 
yeah, it, it was just, wow. I, I'm just sitting over there, just chilling. But <laughs> yeah, her husband, and I, we we kind of have our own little movie club, right? Yeah. And so it is one of those that he, uh, we have we have tried to kind of make a uh, like going to see different movies, like we saw Doctor uh, Sleep. Sleep, yeah, together, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. a lot of fun too. So did you um, enjoy it? I did. I did. I will say this. So I'm, I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. So, um, I do like the new adaptations and, and the things that have come out. Um, I've enjoyed watching them. I will say the shining as a child, I watched that or had some like understanding and my mom was terrified of it. And so always mm-hmm. kind of referenced it. And my dad also looks like Jack Nicholson with his hair up in the morning. <laughs> so I, there's, I'm gonna tell you something. I actually watched the like late nineties miniseries of the shining as mm-hmm. well, which I loved it. I actually thought it was yeah. really cool. But so seeing that again, like it just terrified me. Yeah. It was more of a nostalgia thing than the actual yeah. movie being scary. I just, Oh, there's just so much, so many things happened. So many emotions. Yeah. So, there yeah. were some really great, powerful images in that movie yes. for sure. Like regardless of how you feel about the story or whatever, it was a beautiful movie. Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's what, so we got to get back on. Topic. I know. Yeah. Lauren, you're supposed to keep us on topic. Here. Well, I'm not going to be like interrupt you like right <laughs> in mid sense, like stop, Brian. Move on. <laughs> okay. um, so Nicole, from your experience, what pointers could you give to someone running their first solo show? I mean, we deal with people who either this is the break from their normal how interview style, or this is what they're trying to accomplish is to start their own solo show. So what pointers could you give or what mistakes should you avoid? So I would again say pick something that you're passionate about and that you're knowledgeable about. And hopefully that like you have a little bit of a niche that other people don't quite have. Um, because that'll give you an edge and you'll have things to say that aren't just out there a million times. Sure. Um, and I would also suggest, and this is something I did not do, um, plan things out and maybe record three, four, five, six episodes <laughs> and just have them ready so that you're not scrambling and you're like, oh my gosh, the new episode comes on in two weeks. What am I going to do? Um, so those would be my my two big things. And again, just have a plan, have a really good plan. Don't just like hit record and just start talking. Like yeah. you, you really need to have an idea of how you're going to get to point A, point A to point B. And another thing I would say, like, no, you got to know like the point you're trying to make and how all these different elements you're pulling together. Um, how do they contribute to the larger goal? Um, And I've struggled with that a few times on episodes where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of connections here and there's good stuff here, but like, what's the point though? Like, what am I trying to say at the end of the episode? And if I don't know what that is, I'll like table that episode and like maybe do it at a different time because I I just feel like it's not quite ready yet. Um, So yeah, definitely have that end goal in mind and plan how you're efficiently going to get there. And don't be afraid to cut. Do not be afraid to trim the fat because if you think, oh, well, this tidbit's really interesting or, you know, this thing is connected, but there's not a, a great way to work it in, maybe you just need to cut it because your episode will not be as strong if you have too many tangents. I think that's great. Especially the the batch recording, we we tell people that all the time. It's just way easier to knock out two or three episodes in one day. You're already in the mode. You're already kind of going through it. So especially if that's, you know, if you're 
it's completely self-reliance. Like it's just going to be you. Right. Um, you kind of have to hold yourself to that and be disciplined. I think it's good. Yeah. Advice. And I do think having um, kind of different, different styles is, has been useful for me. I don't know. It depends on how consistent you want to be. Um, but Brian, like you said, most of what I do is like, you know, film analysis, but I do have people on sometimes. Um, I do, well, I think how many, I think I've done maybe two stories, but I'm going to be doing one in March because I don't have a plan for an episode. So I'm going to be reading um, a folk horror story to kind of get people geared up for the April episode. So it's relevant, but it's different. But it's a lot easier for me because all I have to do is like read the story and cut it together. I don't have to figure out the content. Or when I do interview somebody again, it's a lot easier because, you know, I figure out what the outline is going to be, but then we just talk. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, even though those things don't fit exactly with like the goal of my podcast, I find that they're useful. And I'm, I think the, I've had good, really good audience feedback from those episodes. So I think people appreciate it. And I feel like if you do have those kind of extras, sometimes it's my main episode or sometimes I'll release it as a bonus. So I have two Mm. episodes in a month instead of one. So that's worked really well for me, just kind of mixing it up with some, some different, uh, different types of episodes. Yeah. And you, I've heard you mention this, but you have a Patreon, correct? Mm -hmm. Your podcast. Um, have you, are you releasing some of that content on there specifically? So my Patreon is like sad and little. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody out there uh, wants to listen to my show and likes it and wants to contribute, like, please do that. Um, So for now, the only thing that my patrons get is just they get early release every episode. Um, But there are like different levels and I have other thoughts. Like once I get to a certain um, amount of support per month, like I can release more than one episode a month. Um, So I have like some of those things sort of like in the works, but I need more supporters before I can figure out like, Oh, what do these people get? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's funny. I mean, we've, we are having more podcasters on and then obviously Patreon is such a big deal. Um, And with my wife, I mean, she has one and she's, she almost dumps too much content, I think in there. I mean, she provides like an additional, like two shows. And then she has like a full study guide with, and goes with the episode. And like, you're putting way more into the Patreon side than you are in the actual uh, podcast, regular episodes. Uh, But I think it's good. It's kind of a good mix too, of just being, having a way for people just to support you. Like, Hey, pay for my hosting fees, you know, cause it does cost. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love, I would love if eventually I had enough support that I could like contribute like part of my hourly work week to it. That would be mm-hmm. like the dream. If that yeah. never happens, I still love this and I will always do it. Um, but that, you know, that would just, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you kind of hit on something I wanted to talk about was that you've gotten some good feedback from your episodes. And that was something I think when you have a co-host, you can bounce ideas back and forth of what sounds good and kind of you can go through the highs and lows, I guess, of your podcast. But when it's just you, it's a little bit more challenging. So I wanted to ask, like, if I'm the only one on my podcast, how do I get good constructive feedback? Oh, so that one is a little more difficult for me because I haven't gotten, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I haven't gotten a ton of um, constructive criticism, so to speak. Um, I mean, I know for sure, like my audio setup is like bare bones, like it's my little Yeti blue mic and that's it, you know? <laughs> um, so that is one thing that I know for sure that could be better is just like the the production value. Um, but at this point, I'm like not 
willing to invest anymore into all those things. But so, so I've had a couple people who are like into audio, you know, tell me like, Oh, I can help you with that or whatever. But it's just, it's just not been something that that's not a step I've been ready to take yet. Um, well, you also, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you, oh, no, you sure. actually started, um, you didn't start with your, your setup that you have right now. And I, I always encourage people and we, we always encourage people like just, if you have an idea and you want to talk about it and you want to create, don't worry about the equipment wise. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got our guests. We got another guest. This is awesome. Oh my gosh. That's, that's Scarlett. So we, um, <laughs> we just sold our house. And so we've got lots of like inspectors and stuff coming through. And I think that's the oh, yeah. termite man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this Scarlett, is fantastic. Sheesh. So Scarlett, the one that's in here with me, uh-huh. <laughs> she's always been a quiet girl, but uh-huh. we just um, acquired another dog about uh-huh. six months ago and she's a barker. So when she starts to bark, then Scarlett gets excited. The other one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I apologize for the barking. Totally fine. Totally fine. That's too oh. funny. And now I don't remember where we were. <laughs> we were talking about constructive feedback of how oh, to yeah. get that from oh, a yeah. solo perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, so Brian was saying like, you got to just like start and, um, and I totally agree with that because, you know, if I listen back to my early episodes that I started with my Disney podcast with my co-host, like it was bad, but like we started somewhere and we've gotten Mm -hmm. progressively better. And I feel the same way about, uh, Kuroskiro. I think it's just gotten better. And so hopefully I'll continue to make it better, you know, um, over time. But yeah, other than that, um, I've received, you know, people with, if they like a particular episode or whatever, they'll, uh, they'll message me across many platforms or, um, people sometimes, a few people have given me ideas like, Oh, what if you covered this or what if you covered that? And, um, I'm always, especially with horror fans, like they're, they're nice, generous people. It's a very supportive community. And um, so I'm always willing to take ideas. And I'm like, well, if it's something that I don't, I don't feel like I have anything new to contribute to the conversation, it's maybe not something that I'll, I'll do. Um, but it's always good to hear, you know, what people are interested in. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting question, but what would be some good indicators that a solo style show may not be for you? Mm, yeah mm-hmm. you do need a co-host so like maybe the disney one too i mean you guys <laughs> talk about a lot of stuff on there too so but yeah we do um i think i mean if it's if it's difficult if you find that you're just having difficulty um getting it out on your own and i think there has to be like a learning curve so you need to give yourself a few episodes because yeah, i feel like yeah. it does get easier but if you just feel like man i'm just like hitting a wall i just can't I can't do this. Um, I know that. Or if you can't keep yourself on task and you're finding that like, I can't be consistent. I'm not sure how to structure this. Um, then I think maybe you need to look into uh, getting another, another shoulder to lean on. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's fantastic. That's self-awareness. Yes. We talked about in another episode being very, very self-aware of, of really your creative process, what that looks like. I am very disorganized and poor Lauren, <laughs> she keeps everything together. Right. And so if it was completely up to me, we'd probably be, um, maybe twice a year podcast. <laughs> so very excited, but I, I completely agree with that. It's kind of understanding your strengths and where you fall short. And then also, I mean, well, we talked about the beginning, but making sure that it is something you're very passionate about because you don't mm-hmm. want it to be 
turn into a job too, where you're just like, absolutely, oh, I got to figure out something to talk about to keep this going because that's right. Bit, you know? yeah. And that's so. where you know you see people kind of like jumping on the the trendy train of a podcast, and I just don't think that that's um, that that's the best the best way to have long term success. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. That's no, great. I mean, I absolutely loved. I think there's a lot of people that podcast is trending. And so they are like, I want, you had said earlier, Nicole, like I want to be popular. I want the likes and everything like that, but that is not the recipe for a successful podcast by any stretch of imagination. Because I think once you get into it, it is a lot of work. Uh, And if you're doing a solo show, particularly it's all on you. Right. Yeah. And I think also, you know, if you do miss a month or, you know, whatever, I think you don't beat yourself up, just like do better next time. You know, um, that is one thing. I think that's kind of where I figured out that I needed like sometimes to do an interview or sometimes to find like some kind of like bonus episode because I was like, well, I don't want to burn out. I know I'm not ready for this episode. Like what else can I offer? Um, and so that's, that's where I kind of discovered those other things instead of just not doing anything. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, and even that, I mean, seasons are great too. If you can say, hey, I'm going to record 15 episodes and then take a two month, three month break or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like those, I, I've noticed that with a lot of, I, I'm, like I said before, a true crime fan. And so a lot of those, those shows, they are heavily produced. They have to have a lot of, of really time intention into those episodes to make them what they are. And they're amazing. Um, but, having to do that every single week or even every single month is, is a task. And so they say, Hey, we're going to, we have our season five or whatever coming out and it's 15 episodes or 20 episodes or something like that. Just kind of give a little bit of a break. Um, like what you talked about with batch recording too. So yeah, the people who do seasons are smart. I think (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I think if I ever did one, it'd probably be that because you just never know. I mean, but, or, or a monthly one, a monthly is great. That gives you that time to kind of invest in it. So I think you're doing it right. Yeah. I think also another tip is get to be friends with like other podcasters. Um, I've gotten to be friends with three or four other horror podcasts and we all do things differently. Um, I'm even on a Slack channel with um, my favorite horror review podcast, Straight Chilling, if they're listening out there. Um, So I'm on their podcast. Like when one of them can't show up, I'll come on their podcast, which is always fun. But yeah, we have a Slack channel that we get on and we're constantly talking about stuff and um, they've really kind of encouraged me and helped me over the years. And they always let me like plug my stuff on their channel and everything. So, so yeah, definitely, you know, make some friends, uh, make a community out of the podcasting theme. Cause it seems like most people are really willing to share and to build each other up. Yeah. Oh, I think that's phenomenal advice actually. Yeah. So, I mean, cause you're doing it for the community. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's, it's all those people that are involved. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, Nicole, we always like to ask when we have some guests on of what is next for you, what's going on with your podcast and what are you up to? So, um, I'm just going to keep on trucking the way I've been going. Everything right now is going pretty well (laughs) with, uh, with the system that I have. Um, (laughs) so hopefully what's next is, uh, more Patreon supporters show up. That'd be great. But, um, in the, in the column of things I can control, um, so women in horror month is all February long, which is also cool because it's my birth month. Um, 
So tomorrow, actually, I have a couple of my spooky friends are coming and we are going to talk about art and horror. And they're both female artists and they also happen to be female horror fans. So um, we're doing that for Women in Horror Month. So that'll be out like the end of the month. And then March, like I said, I'm doing a a storytelling episode, which will be um, a creepypasta story. That's folk horror. And then (laughs) April will be the folk horror episode. And then after that, I don't think I have a plan. (laughs) But I will by the time I get there. Yeah, Yeah, I will by the time I get there. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, guys, make sure to go check out Nicole's podcast. And plug both of them real quick, too, so that way they know where to find them. Okay, so the Disney World one is Disney Native, and you can find us at DisneyNative.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all the socials. Um, my horror one is Curoscuro Horror, and you can find it, same thing, Facebook, Instagram, CuroscuroHorror.com. And you know what? I'm going to spell that for you because <laughs> people are always like, um, yeah, that's great. Can you send me a link? <laughs> so it's C-H-I-A-R-O-S-C-U-R-O, Kiroscuro. I think you've done a good job, too, of designing uh, your logo with that because you've, I think the second half is bold. Is that correct? So it kind of mm-hmm. breaks breaks up the word. Uh, I didn't exactly know how to pronounce it either. And so... Oh, yeah, nobody ever does. It's, it's <laughs> fun. It's really fun to see if people are brave enough to say it before I do. <laughs> and I practiced it actually before, and then I don't think I actually introduced your podcast. I should have taken that plunge. There you go. I figured you wouldn't. I figured you would just let me... Yeah, well. But I'll tell you this too, like you can't be afraid of it because like I said, it's an Italian word. I am from Arkansas. <laughs> I pronounce it the way my high school teacher pronounced it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not right. An Italian <laughs> would probably hear me say that word and be like, what are you yeah. saying? <laughs> no, that's so, awesome. I'm like, it's my brand. I'll say it how I want. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Exactly right. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much, Nicole, for being on today. And obviously, all the notes, all the show notes and everything, we have those at GoRogueX.com. Of everything that Nicole covered, any links and stuff will be there. Uh, make sure you guys go check that out. Subscribe to both of the podcasts if you mm-hmm. haven't already. Leave us rating and review. Jump over to Nicole's Patreon. Make sure you support her and all the other podcasters. Awesome stuff yeah. out there in this world. So um, until next week, thank you, guys. We'll see you. First question, rapid fire. Would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Why are you laughing at me? It's just such I'm a I'm going to start random. making you do the rapid fire question. <laughs> so random. I'm going to go panda. I'm just going to jump it. Well, I'm a bear fan. I That's like true. I mean, who doesn't want a bear hug? Cuddling. With, I mean, they would rip your face off, but. A panda? A baby panda? Oh, yeah. Have I'm you sure not seen would. the videos of them like cleaning They're baby so pandas' cute, cages? Though. They're like yes. grabbing onto the your legs. The sneezing panda is by far the best. That's a mother one. Have you seen I have that video? not seen a sneezing panda. <laughs> like, video. And like the whole. It's so cute. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. Nicole, uh, would you do a baby penguin <laughs> or a baby panda? Do you hold? Um, cuddle. I feel like a penguin because I would be afraid, yeah, the panda situation. I, I feel like there's like mauling that could happen like yes. mom's gonna show up something Those so claws. i'm gonna <laughs> say penguin penguin 
I don't care about the baby panda because I've seen all those videos of them like mm. cleaning their cages and like them just like playing with the broom and like just wanting to be cuddled. Super cute. They are super cute. But I do, I mean, you hear all the horror stories of like <laughs> people dying. Those animals, yeah. So. <laughs> I think it's koala bears. Koala bears are like the hidden like killer. I think oh. that's what it is. Yeah. I don't think that's right. Okay. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> My bad. Can't be speaking bad at koalas right now. Oh, that is true. Oh, poor so, Australia. Yeah. Too mm-hmm. soon. Sorry, Australia. All right. So, okay. thinking about Australian wilderness here, if you were stranded and really hungry in the wilderness, would you resort to eating a bug? I'm going to let Nicole go. Okay. I should have done that the first time. Sorry, Nicole. Yes, I would. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's not too bad. And I mean, I grew up eating all kinds of wild game. My whole family, they're all hunters. So I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I could handle it. I could make it happen. Yeah, I would. Yeah. You think so? I've thought about this before. Like, you thought I have. Yeah. (laughs) Bear Grylls, you know. Oh, yeah. Speaking of bears. uh, Bear Grylls, he always, you know, what do you need to survive and that type of thing. And I've seen it a few times. I'm like, this is going to get gross. But like drinking your own urine, though, if you don't Mm. have anything. Like, that's a thing to survive. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I could eat some bugs. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about the other day because my husband and I, we are Survivor fans and we were watching an old season and they brought back like a very old challenge they used to do at the beginning of Survivor, which was a food eating challenge. And it was like native stuff from where they were. Most of them are insects. Yeah. And so they would be like a grub. You can't see my hands if you're just listening to the podcast, <laughs> but it would be around like four to five inches. Oh, I know. They're like fat. One. Yeah. Nasty. And they'd have to eat the whole thing. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Now, see, if we, if you guys were a horror podcast, the question would have been, if you were stuck in the wilderness, would you have resorted to cannibalism to survive? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, so she so has better was rapid like, fire questions. I was like, bug, sure. <laughs> that's like, easy. Yeah, that's fun. Super easy. <laughs> people. Chocolate grasshoppers is fun. No yeah. big deal, right? But people. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's do I, I have a list of who would go first, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, hey, those are those are pretty good, Lauren. I don't think you think that. <laughs> we just there were there were the pa- I mean, you know, the panda one. I mean, of course, it's a bear. So, well, of course, Nicole though she you answered a penguin. One. So I feel like a penguin would be like too safer. slippery. Slippery, like, they're well, fuzzy. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah, they're fuzzy. You see them on you know National Geographic. I'm assuming they're just super. The little slippery. ones are all puffy before they oh, get. Oh, that is true. Oh, <laughs> forget about that. Gosh, right. watch some. What is it? The Planet Show. What's it called? Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. We'll we'll leave right there. Thanks, Nicole. Listen, <laughs> uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.